0: Well, good morning, everyone, and we welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. We are uh, recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. And we'll begin now with uh, Florence on the wayside. (laughs) Florence (laughs) on the wayside.
1: Oh, Oh, Oh.
2: thank you. That's your reading.
1: Right. (laughs) Uh, I'm reading from pages 28, 30, and 62. Just a little excerpt from necessity on those pages. Okay. When we realize the allness of God, that he is life, truth, love. Omnipotent, omnipresent, infinite principle, all will be accomplished. Oh, love, give me higher, holier, purer, self abnegated motives and desires and spiritual inspirations. Pray God to take away my testimony of the lying senses and increase my faith and spiritual sense. Mary Vika
0: Eddie. Beautiful, thank you. Okay, our watching point.
3: Watch number 495. Watch that you remember the rule, quote, if you take error seriously, it will take you seriously, unquote. Hmm using against you the very weapon you give it. Error is only a belief, and one receives from it exactly what he puts into it. Let us put into it the realization of its nothingness and the allness of good, as well as the conviction that there is nothing in us to respond to it, to believe in it, or to fear it. Neither can we be made to forget or to neglect the necessity for standing up to it and meeting it under all circumstances. Error cannot be serious unless you make it serious. So keep your grin ahead of your groan. Mrs. Eddy once said, quote, some of you are taking life too seriously. A sense of humor is a saving grace.
2: Unquote.
0: Thank you. That's one of my favorite
2: watching points. <laughs> <laughs> so, any comments on that? Really? Huh?
3: Come on. Well, I obviously the um, where it says neither can we be made to forget nor to neglect the necessity for standing up to it. Since coming here again, um, I've learned to be more instant in doing that. Um, The uh, uh, alertness to duty, that's that's what we're supposed to do, to not neglect nor to forget or to neglect our duty to God, to our leader, and to mankind. And so it means to stand up to any error immediately and meet it, even the smallest to the largest circumstances, and i um, definitely learned um, more how better to do that since coming here.
0: Good. Thank you.
4: <clears throat> I like the uh, the part about not taking errors seriously. It's a challenge for me sometimes, you know, to to do that, to apply that. But you know, it's it's a good
0: reminder. It is, it is. When you think, oh, I've got this big problem, (laughs) and it's you know, oh, then you've set the array. That's why I love what Mrs. Eddy says. You keep your grin ahead of your groan. Yes. <laughs> a good laugh is very wholesome. A merry heart maketh like a medicine. And um, and it's also what, it's one of those things that uh, breaks the spell of a mesmerism. Laughter, crying, or getting angry. So remember that and who was it that norman cousins or something he developed this whole he was i believe a doctor and said if you know you have a problem just spend the afternoon watching funny movies and laughing and laughing <laughs> it, it uh it, it's a healing agent
5: well, may- that is a good thing because a lot of times that that down feeling wants you to watch down things and listen to down things and okay. continue to go down into it. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: And what does the Bible say? A merry heart is mm-hmm. like a medicine.
2: So,
6: and, and another thing is that air hates being laughed at. Thank this you. Is, yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. It puts it in its place.
5: Betty's always laughing
0: betty is always (laughs) yep it's it's good to laugh
5: so yeah my my grandmother told me when i was young that no matter how difficult things may seem to be someday you'll be able to laugh at it and it has always proven to be true so
2: thank you
0: yeah that is it is interesting Mm -hmm. sometimes you can look back on your life and at the time it seemed like some horrible thing was going on but now you can actually laugh at it. So Yeah, and remember, whatever presents itself, you 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 meet it with if 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 God didn't give you this power, then you have no power over me at all. It doesn't come from above. You are powerless and then have a good hearty ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so there, take that error. <laughs> L you say.
7: That's the one thing that error hates the most is to be laughed at.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, our subject today, probation after death. And uh, go ahead, Lil, with the golden text. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Thank you, and then comments on that.
2: We don't have to give in to it. it's It's an enemy to be destroyed. Thank not you to be you know just gone along with. Yes.
7: You mean it's not your friend? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, some people do view it that way, you know, because if their life is so tragic and troublesome, they're looking forward to it in some way. And that is not what that is not what Christian Science teaches. It's overcoming. And overcoming now, you don't wait. Now is the accepted time. Now, we do it now. And as we overcome all the suggestions, including sin and sickness, and we are also overcoming this belief of death. But when you go along with the sin and when you go along with the sickness, you are um, building it up. So meet the claims as they come. Day by day. Don't give in to them. And I've given this to you many times, but I love it. It's on the Red Book, page 74. Instead of being bound for the grave, we must know we are on the eternal road of life that has no sense of death. I have that pinned in my book. It doesn't even have any sense of death. Picture that road. It's a straight and narrow road, but it's a, it's a joyful road. It's where our grin is ahead of our groan. And, and uh, we overcome instead of submit to problems.
7: And there are some beliefs that uh, somehow death makes your life better, right? <laughs> You're going to be better off on the other side or something you know like that. Well, sorry, it's not true.
0: <laughs> no, it is not true. So, we don't have to
2: to have this is, it. This is Eddie says we have to meet our problems here or hereafter. So, ain't going to change. <laughs> well, that's it. Yep.
0: Yeah. And you know just a simple thing that we were taught here, or I was taught, I probably even in Sunday school. Sorry, I'm usually the one making all the noise with my papers. But anyway, um, if you've lived the best life, you know how. When you pass on, your rewards will be greater. You will first wake up to find out you haven't, you haven't died or whatever you thought killed you did not kill you. And that will advance you. It will advance you. I mean, we have a good, loving God. There's nothing to fear, and there's not any. There's not any. Even my understanding is not any huge change, and we can have heaven here on earth and and walk out. And that means, um, as we've talked about it in past roundtables about matter without its material accompaniments, that means. <laughs> There will be no sin, disease, and death, but we will still exist as beings. We just won't be matter of beings. We'll be spirit, entirely spirit, but we will have form, outline, color. We will know who's who and what's what, <laughs> and we will be ageless, diseaseless, and deathless, and loving and lovable and lovely.
5: And we'll love each other because we'll know each other as we are. Yep. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, we'll quote that later. And we will... Um, yeah, definitely know that. So thank you. And and so it'll just be from glory unto glory. Now, if you're living a horrible life here and you're hating your neighbor and you're doing all kinds of stuff like that, well, yeah, when you pass on, that's not going to change. You're going to have to, that will be your probation till you get over those things if you've been indulging in the carnal mind have the same neighbors. <laughs> you yeah, you probably will. The same neighbors that are bugging you, bugging you and bugging you, they'll oh there they are right there again until you love your enemies. That's, well, uh, yeah,
7: and and the reason is your neighbors are in your consciousness. Yes. Mm. Right? Mm.
4: Yeah.
7: Whatever's in your consciousness is gonna still be there <laughs> until you Improve your consciousness.
5: Sounds like Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Not, it, it is very
0: much Groundhog Day. For any of you who watched that movie, he kept he kept going over and over the same old problems until he finally realized that um, he had to love. That was his problem was love.
7: And Mrs. Eddie says there will be death. In the next plane of existence Just as there is here If you don't overcome the belief in death She also
5: says that A a good man's heaven Would be hell to A
0: sinner, a right yes. Yeah, that's why you have to Grow out of your false beliefs And it's most important that we do All of us So Remember that, and
2: we'll all be happy.
0: (laughs)
7: Well, (laughs) we're here to help each other do that.
2: Yeah. I'm
7: grateful for all the help I get.
0: (laughs) That's right. In an article that Carrie sent called The Last Enemy That Shall Be Destroyed Is Death by Mary Easton, she writes... The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Thank God for that final verdict. We Christian scientists enlisted for the destruction of sin, disease, and death give sincere thanks that the day is nearer than when the apostle made this momentous statement whereby we learn that death is not God, it is not a friend, it is not irrevocable, it is an enemy and it is to be destroyed. What's irrevocable? Can't turn it around or can't stop it. Right. It's not that.
7: It can be stopped.
0: It can be be revoked. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you often hear, oh, oh, it's a blessing that someone passed on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or it must have been the will of God for this child to die. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. No. That is not what we say, that it's not Christian science, and we must know this and be firm in it. Every once in a while I'll hear someone say something like that. It's not Christian science. Just because your Christian neighbors say it, don't you repeat it, because that's not true.
7: It is not God's will. Never. Hmm.
5: This may be the side, but one of his major tools is discouragement. God gives everything to work out something until we're just too discouraged to take the next step. But we should, and we'll eventually have the victory. Uh,
7: yeah, because discouragement will cause you to compromise with the error and accept it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And that we must never do.
5: There's a watching point that we've had years ago about the enemy just keeps coming, just trying to wear you down. Mm -hmm. It's it's a new enemy every time, just don't get
0: fooled by. Yeah, the falling leaves, that's right. They're always a fresh batch of leaves you're raking. And that's why we can't, you know, people will tend to put off their problems, oh, you know, I'll wait till I die or, you know, whatever. I don't know what they think. Now is the accepted time. I can't emphasize that enough. The new birth going on hourly. Now we face these problems.
5: You don't want to look
0: out and see twenty feet of leaves though. No. So. That's it. <laughs> so, um, the responsive reading, there's a you know, some interesting things. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the leaves, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the leaves, well refined. Now what does that mean?
4: I think it's the purity because the lees are the dregs. So if they're refined, uh, and we
6: are refined through Christ.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
6: well,
0: yeah, the wine, That's- go ahead.
6: Um, I kind of was wondering what the lees were and I looked it up and it was like the dregs. But then I went over, um, I looked up on the commentary and he was gonna make a feast of fat things. and. Wine on the leaves well refined means that it, when you put the wine in a cask, the stuff sets the it's sediment on the bottom, but it also has all the color and some flavoring in there, and over time, it ripens the wine with better color and flavor, and the leaves still stay on the bottom, separate from the actual wine. So it's actually a good thing
0: yes it's saying it's giving god is giving us the very very best the best of the wine i'm sorry um carrie had sent me an article about this and i can't seem to find it but anyway it was a spurgeon one but i remember what it said it's god is giving you the very best of food the food the um the word
7: well what 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 is wine mrs eddie gives us a definition of it doesn't she inspiration inspiration Inspiration. yes god turns our experiences into the finest most refined inspiration mrs eddy says progress is born of experience this is what god gives us
0: the very best of all things and yes, and then, and he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. So, what does that mean?
4: Well, veil keeps on well, through. Go ahead, Linda. Um, I feel like that just coming here to Plainfield, when as the tr- I learned these different truths and the correct teaching of Christian Science, uh, there was a, like a veil lifted from my thinking. I could see things I didn't see before, and and see the truth in the that Mrs. Eddy wrote in this, especially prose works. It was really amazing. All of a sudden, like a light came, and you understood better. And that's to me, it's like breaking that mesmerism and that. Veil, sort of like that <clears throat> idea that you uh, have been fed all these lies and and believe them, and that's being broken and lifted so you can see the truth. I feel like.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah. Who else was speaking? Well, I was. <clears throat> I was just gonna
3: pretty much what she said, but I was just gonna say that the veil, as I understand it, is the false sense of of being born into matter that we are. That we're uh, not spiritual, but the veil is that we have got a selfhood apart from God. And once we realize that our selfhood is the selfhood that is God, God expressed, that lifts all the false beliefs that go along with the belief that we're mortals rather than immortals.
0: Yes, right. And all of this, the idea. Dying and all of that, these are all This is the veil, we've been taught this In the mortal mind Education (laughs) And it would cast a veil And then your eyes are open to know these These are lies, they are not true
4: It's all in Christian science That that this is Thought, because all the other religions Like you were saying They They um, They promote like Oh To die is good, because then you go to heaven and you go to a better place and so forth. Christian science is teaching that, no, (laughs) that's not true. Um, You know, I know that I I had to grapple with that. I mean, because it's a constant indoctrination from other religions that said, well, you know, you're a mortal and you have this many years to live and then you die. And if you're good or if you were bad, you know, it will depend what your next life is going to be like and it, finding Christian science. It's like, yeah, the veil is, it's lifted because you see another better view of what your life is going to be like, not this sorrow and dragging and
0: yeah.
2: You
0: know, so yeah. Okay, Zeri, wait one second. We'll put you on
2: speaker.
5: Okay, there you go. Finally getting quicker.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, two thoughts came to me. Is that we, uh, we you know, the whole feeling that, that you cannot put uh, old, uh, new wine in old vessels. And so we cannot live with this belief of death. As being our uh, vessel so we have to overcome so this is what I I uh, face this several times and uh, I just when I know that there is one mind taking care of me that all of the gifts that God has given me all this gratitude comes and I cannot give into this belief of aging and dying or disease or whatever and it's uh, because, you know, I was talking to some people who were celebrating um, the Easter and they were saying, oh, what is the death of Jesus? And I said, no, it's about birth. We should stop get, uh, talking about death. We should only see birth.
0: Yes, we see the, the resurrection. Ours is the risen Christ overcoming all those beliefs. And it's wonderful. And- Thank you, Zary
2: yeah and that's the new that's uh, us being the new man waking up to the new man or the new woman and not being in this uh, human uh, confinement or belief of confinement
0: yes
7: right and that new birth is god destroying the face the veil yeah in other words you know god is truth and god is all so truth is imperative it's always working in us, at us, yes. with us. And it not only, it's, not only, it's not only truth, but it's giving us the ability to know the truth. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not something separate from us that we can't understand. And True. where these false beliefs are, 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 are educated, aren't they?
2: They are. They definitely are, and we're fully educated,
7: yeah. Because young children get the truth quickly. It's normal and natural in all of us. It's just the false education that sort of puts the veil in our thought that Mm -hmm. keeps us from accepting what is normal and natural. And that's why we have tests. That's that's why... um, you know that—that's why our life here is not as harmonious as it could be. Well,
2: yes.
7: but there's hope. But, but that's why there's always hope.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Because the truth is there.
2: Yes. Yes. The truth,
6: mm-hmm. the love, and the life. Thank you. Thank you, mm-hmm. Um The veil is. I looked at it when it said ca- "the covering cast over all people," and I thought. Oh, well, it's like a fishing net capturing people's thought and keeping them separated from God. When you get rid of that veil or net, then you you can't be separated from God because you can't be you know without that veil or keeping you away from God, or at least you think you are. Um, you know, you're you understand God much better and in, in your relationship and it just that whole fishing net thing kind of. <laughs> was an interesting thought for me. I'd never thought of that before.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And it's always this awakening process, awakening, casting off the darkness, awakening awakening to this truth. It's always been here. Um, McClaren says that a veil hinders men from knowing God. You cannot see the light. Sin veils God from men's sight. And then he says, we imagine... we imagine to forget him leaves us undisturbed in following aims disapproved by him in an effort to secure that false peace by fierce absorption in other pursuits.
2: Hmm.
0: What unconscious self-murder that is.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Don't you see that, you know, people just pursuing things, whatever things it is. Um, You know, it can be job i mean none of these things are bad in themselves but if you if you're doing it to shut out god and all the amusements of the world if you're just keeping yourself busy to shut out god and the things of god then it is bad and it is self-murder cuz eventually you'll see what you've done and your your life will be your human destiny will not be a good one you're making those things god you are yeah.
7: Right, exactly.
5: Taking them seriously.
0: Yes. And I did find what Spurgeon said about the lees and the wine, and one of it is, quote, let me now bring before you goblets of wine, wines on the lees, wines on the lees well refined, end quote. These we shall consider as symbolizing the joys of the gospel. What are these? I can only speak of those which I have myself been permitted to sip. One of the dearest joys of the Christian life is a sense of perfect peace with God. Oh, I tell you, when one is quiet for a while and the din and the noise of business is out of one's ears, it is the most delicious thing in the whole world to meditate upon God and to feel he is no enemy to me and I am no enemy to him. So we have many wonderful Lees. (laughs) that God has given us in all different ways, as Gary said, as inspiration, definitely. So, um, I want to make sure we got to a few things. And one, Pilar asked the question, what about the second death on the forum? Okay. And a few of you answered. Louise gave a whole list of of quotes, good quotes. Um, Jasmine wrote some things about death but i I particularly like jeremy's if i were to answer it i would have answered it in that way so go ahead jeremy oh well i was
5: i just read in unity of good those who reach this transition called death without having rightly improved the lessons of this primary school of mortal existence and still believe in matters reality pleasure and pain are not ready to understand immortality hence they awaken are awake only to another sphere of experience, and must pass through another probationary state before it can truly be said of them, "Blessed are the dead, which die in the Lord." End quote. And I, I was really praying and pondering about Polaris' question after reading a few things from Missus Eddy, including that. Realize it does us no good to try to uncover what you know human imagination will say about the illusion, and. It's just better to learn what we can here and now. We really take this time. So, I just—I don't know. I was so glad about it because I got this, like, really, <laughs> like, full joy thinking about that. We're here. There's just no reason I, to get into I, it. I, yes, we're, we're on
0: the we're on the road to eternal life. Let us investigate life. Let us meet and master the sins or sicknesses that come up in our daily life, and we are conquering this belief of death. And, and to imagine or try to figure out what is to be or what is to happen. To me, what Mrs. Eddy said is the gospel. Study unity of good. I can't say this enough to study science and health, study prose works. All your questions are answered there. They truly are. Um, Louise wrote, too, and this was unity of good. Um, In divine science, the dying, if they die in the Lord, awake from a sense of death to a sense of life in Christ, with a knowledge of truth and love beyond what they possessed before, because their lives have grown so far toward the stature and manhood of the manhood in Christ Jesus, that they are ready for a spiritual transfiguration through their affections and understanding. That's what I was saying, you you know, as you Gone through this. What does Mrs. Eddy call this? Is a, a school, right?
4: Yes.
0: Oh, school.
3: Yeah. yeah. Christ is the headmaster.
0: Leading right. us to Christ. So this is an educational period for us, and as we learn these things, we're we're ready and riper for greater lessons, and it will be a wonderful experience. Why wouldn't it? Because we have a good God. But as I said, if you're sinning and 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 maybe you have some things to learn, then so be it. You'll learn them there. So please, let's learn them here. Why not? Mm -hmm. And then read the other quote, Jeremy.
5: Oh, from the Red Book. Keep the joy of Christian science and a well-grounded hope in your success. Remember, as truth progresses, error grows more subtle and aggressive, but it does not become something. It always remains an illusion and is always met and destroyed with the understanding that divine love is the only power. Stand guard against the effort of evil to cause things to happen that will fill you with grief, wrath, or fear. And thus shut out your sense of the allness of God.
0: Thank you. That is what we do daily. You stand guard against the effort of evil to cause things to happen that will fill you with grief, grief, wrath, or fear. And so suddenly, all of a sudden, now you don't believe God is all. Now you don't believe that. You believe something else has a power other than God. That's what we stand
2: quarter at the door of thought.
5: And I love that it says a well-grounded hope. Yes. Just like, say, talking about God is all and God is mm-hmm. love, and but not practically applying it in your life.
0: Thank you. Very, very true. Um, I think I'll have. Gary, read this now. This is an I don't know, it's actually was sort the of a letter. letter. Yeah, yeah. There, it's called There Is No Death. Most of you know that
4: uh,
0: we received the Eustace Foundation. When it, go ahead. Tom.
7: Yeah, yeah, Eustace established a trust to distribute his book um, and make it available in libraries and so forth and for several years he you know after his passing there were trustees that continued to do that but they disbanded the trust a few years ago and they asked us to carry it on so they sent us all of his books several hundred of them and all of the files of the trust all of the history some of which was very fascinating letters and so forth to and from herbert eustace and um so we are carrying on the herbert eustace trust and we have reprinted his book and and we'll continue to make it available because it is so good and he was he was one of the trustees of the publishing society established by mrs Eddy, to uh be in charge of all the publishing uh which was separate as most of you know from the church in Boston until the litigation of 1918, where the directors stole the trust from the trustees in violation of Mrs. (laughs) Eddy's trust. But he was one of the trustees at the time of the litigation. And so he defended what Mrs. Eddy established. uh, And when the directors took over the trust, uh, he was excommunicated along with all of the other trustees and with all of the members of the church who supported what Mrs. Eddy established. They were all excommunicated as well. So anyway, Herbert Eustace is a good guy.
0: And everyone, everyone really should have his book. And he explains this whole, in the very beginning of the book, he will tell you everything that went on in a very readable way. Um, And so we received all these boxes of of things, Uh sort of personal items and letters, most of which, those of us who poured over them, they've all been published for the most part. But there was this just this one that was so interesting, and I believe it was written by his secretary, Mildred Bean, and um, this I've never seen anywhere, and maybe because to some people it seems radical, but... I often give it to someone when someone they know have passed on because I think it's very beautiful. And so there is no death. A letter sent to Herbert Eustace from one of his students.
7: <clears throat> Shortly before the passing of my husband, I had a strange but pre- precious experience I would like to relate. <laughs> I had gone out and was driving my car when without any apparent reason, I made a complete U-turn in the middle of a block and returned home. I rushed in the door, and there I found my husband sitting in his chair, lifeless. I mentally uttered the statement, Dear God, what should I do now? I looked through the doorway out into the garden, and as I did so, I was reminded of the statement, There is no death. I noticed then my husband's eyelashes began to move. He sat up and I helped him into the kitchen. I prepared him some lunch, and when we sat down, he put his hand on mine and said, dear, do you know what happened? Of course I was speechless, because I knew something tremendous was going on. Then he said, there is no death, and I have proven it by coming back and telling you so. He told me when he realized he had made the change, his one thought was, I must go back and tell you what has happened. Then he said, when you came in and found me on the chair, you said, God, what shall I do now? I tried to tell you, here I am, but you looked right through me. And then I knew the only way I could prove this to you was by sitting back in my chair. He continued by saying, this I cannot do again, because I must go and not come again. I asked him, will you see your friend D? He said, she never left you. And I asked again, will you see your mother? And he replied, I have already talked with her. Then he tried to tell me how wonderful it was, but I could not understand. He asked me to promise him two things. One was, do not grieve, because there is no separation. And the other, do not be offended by anyone, for they do not know you as you really are. If they did, they would love you. He ate the lunch I had prepared for him and shortly after that quietly finished his course. I found his body in the bathroom, but never even but knew even before I found him that he was gone. I have never doubted his ascension. I have never been to the grave or even sent a flower there.
0: So, isn't that beautiful? And we know it's true because of the way it makes you feel. I mean, I I know that's true.
7: And similar things have happened to other people, some of which has been written down, many of which may never have been written down. Not everybody has the courage to describe openly an experience like that.
0: So um, it's very, very true, very comforting. But, again, I'm sure this man had lived the best life he could. So when he went on, it was it was a, a reward. If you have not, then it won't be. And if you were maliciously doing malicious things, then there is a hell for those people. And it can start here on this earth. Usually it does. So... It's kind of up to you. And that must be known as well, because I know... uh well, Christian scientists don't want to hear anything unpleasant. Nothing, no, 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 no. And if anything unpleasant is spoken, usually the next remark is "God is love," and there's no such thing as that, <laughs> which is ultimately true. But but prove it. But prove it, please. Yes, I will sit back and watch you prove it. And it, and if you don't know what we're dealing with, and we don't know what you're, we don't know what we're handling, you you can't faint over unpleasant things i know because i used to do this i didn't want to hear it and you know why i didn't want to hear it because i was afraid of it that's why so when people do that i know oops they're afraid <laughs> they just want to say those soothing words just like taking a a, a syrup or a drug we realize
5: that they're not alone we have our unity but we also have a of always loving God inseparable and so there's nothing that we should feel inadequate about it'll give it
7: to whatever you need that's the point thank you Craig
0: and if it's not uncovered and seen it can't be destroyed it it operates in secret so some of these things must be brought out that's why Andrew Hartsook's banner what he does is is, is great to uncover these things so they may be seen and destroyed. It's only when you believe in their reality you don't want to hear it and you just want to say God is love. everything's wonderful. I, you know you're not being a Christian scientist because you're not talking about God is love. God is love but even Mrs principle yes and Mrs. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Eddy said, I acknowledge your claims. I denounce your power and we do denounce its power and we can stand before it and say, it didn't come from God, you've got no power. And then prove its nothingness. And then we get the traction and we gain in the power and the authority of Christ. Otherwise, we're just weak, willy, little things mumbling in the corner, God is love.
7: And getting shot full of holes. Yeah.
0: So, um,
2: what?
5: I just was remembering the other day, uh, Benjamin's son, Stephen, he's... He's probably three years old. He came up and Gary was there as well. And suddenly he just covered his eyes like he was invisible. (laughs) So I'm just thinking that, like, I'm not going to expose him. I've just got his love and I'm just covering my eyes.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's saying I see no evil, hear no evil. (laughs) Whatever. Well, we're speak no evil evil. right. And I I tell you, when I came here and I met Mrs. Evans and I saw the way she operated, I was totally shocked. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. But she was right. And I was a weak, miserable little person. So who was I to question what she was doing? Because she did speak with the authority of Christ. And she was able to stand before the BOD and gather a group of people around her Because one stick you can break and a bunch you cannot. And all those years of handling animal magnetism, this is what we give to you today because we know it. We have proven it. And we will continue to prove it. And it's only proven in the way that this is being instructed today because I haven't seen it proven anywhere else. Not like this.
5: So. And if you like the results that you shouldn't question the methods. Well true. that's
0: true. And we do know because you see they, they suppressed all the information that that showed that Mrs. Eddie was a terror to error. She was. And we you do read it in these other books, but otherwise, oh no, 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 we don't. She was a little white-haired lady who was very loving and she she was a very loving. She would never grew old. She was very, very loving, but with that principle and with that fire and with that authority of Christ. Now there are a few other things that were maybe were questions, and and one was the ending with Revelation and uh, Revelation twenty. And Carrie sent me some really good things that I'm just going to read from, which explains what was going on there. The first is from. Reverend Kratzer, what he says about Revelation 21-6 to six. And I saw that Christ's mind is able to uncover the most hidden depths of era, nothingness and clothed with power were reduced to subjection primaeval era, which is spoken of as a dragon, an old serpent the devil and Satan and will hold it in subjection for a long but indefinite period and will keep it in activity till the end of this period and after that era will become active again for a short time and then all men on earth having become highly spiritual now demonstrate the resurrection of the saintly among the so-called dead and they join in living harmoniously on earth with the truth and consciousness and i saw that authority and power will be given to those who were beheaded for exercising the spirit of prophecy and for loyalty to the word of God, who had not given either inward or outward allegiance to worldly government when it conflicted with God's government, and who had not worshipped the false sense of God. And I saw that these will live and reign on earth with Christ or truth in consciousness during the millennial period. For these will be the first to be raised from the dead, But the remainder of the dead will not be raised until after the millennial period is finished. Blessed and holy are those who will be raised up first. They are so pure that the final destruction of evil will not affect them at all, but they will reign as priests of God and his Christ during the thousand years. So to me, that's saying that the martyrs, those people who have given their life to the cause of this, who had not gone into worldly government, who had stayed true, And we're martyred. We certainly see this in some of the movies we've watched. And we hear about it in present day. Um, Anyway, we will know that they will be (laughs) raised up to greater glory. And so there's nothing to feel bad about. And then, this is from the repaid pages, um, the Red Book, Mrs. Eddy speaking. And Revelation 20 verses 1 and 2. Science and health is the angel sent down from heaven. Malicious animal magnetism is the bottomless pit. And science and health gives us the key to it. It unlocks the mystery of ages. And its declaration of truth are the chain which binds that old serpent, the devil, for a thousand years. That is, reduces sin, sickness, and death to a unit of nothingness. Science and health is what's going to do it. This is why we study it. Please study it. Then verse 3. Unity of good is the seal that was put upon the devil and Satan, for its teachings make it impossible for him to no, to, to longer deceive the nations. Mm. Unity of good. That's what we just read from. If you don't know this, study it. And if you think you don't understand it, study it some more and keep working at it and keep trying to live it. And you will understand it. Verses four and six. They who have been taught of science and health, the heavenly messenger, are they who sit upon thrones and have judgment given unto them. For they declare the science of being over all error and their judgment is the judgment of God. Then the good that is the reflection of God is separated from the good that is only a false belief or error which has upon it the mark of the beast. Then the true reflection of God good reigns with those who sit upon the thrones overcoming the unit of error. They who are thus taught reign with the Christ whose second appearance is the first resurrection. She's telling us here what's going to Solve all the problems is what she has written And how foolish We are if we don't know these books And study these books Science and health and prose works Unity of good Get them so you know The answers to your questions And we will overcome This belief of a red dragon A bottomless pit All of this And if we don't do it who will And when will it be done This is why what we are now, what we're doing now, our lives now are so important. We have nothing more to wish for or to hope for. We have today to work out the problem of being. And so help us, God, we will. Now we will conclude with its unity of good. Unity of good, which answers it all very well.
7: Just, just this.
0: No let's see what i did let's see um you start here and then follow the arrows
7: unity of good page 41 (laughs) resurrection from the dead that is from the belief in death must come to all sooner or later and they who have part in this resurrection are they upon whom the second death has no power The sweet and sacred sense of the permanence of man's unity with his maker can illumine our present being with the continual presence and power of good, opening wide the portal from death unto life. And when this life shall appear, we shall be like him, and we shall go to the Father, not through death, but through life, not through error, but through truth man in science is as perfect and immortal now as when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of god shouted for joy because of these profound reasons i urge christians to have more faith in living than in dying i exhort them to accept christ's promise and unite the influence of their own thoughts with the power of his teachings in the science of being. This will interpret the divine power to human capacity and enable us to apprehend or lay hold upon that for which, as Paul says in the third chapter of Philippians, we are also apprehended for, of, or grasped by Christ Jesus. The ever-present life which knows no death The omnipresent spirit which knows no matter. Mary Baker Eddy.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank 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 you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
4: Thank you.